This is Paul Nobles from Eat, Perform, and I am sitting here with my lovely co-host, Sarah Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, everybody. You're so nice when people are listening. I know. Well, that's kind of the general in <laughs> intro. You know, actually, um, we, we, we are naming this podcast, and I'll tell you guys the, the name of it. This is the first episode of this new podcast idea. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But have you ever heard the the song Sammy the Salmon um, by Chemical Brothers? Yeah. You have heard it? Sammy the Salmon? Yeah. See, now this does not make for a good podcast, Sarah, when you start typing it. But like, the, it's like the, the Salmon Dance song. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I am, I think the Salmon Dance song needs to be the intro for our podcast so the name of our podcast and it's sort of based on the idea that you know um it's late in the day right we just had a call for an hour and a half and we've been busy most of the day and so this is really kind of relaxing and fun for us and so we're going to call this new podcast idea bread wine and chocolates um, which I think represents, you know, what the overall impression that we have with Eat Reform is that, you know, you should be able to eat, you know, relatively freely a lot of the time. Unless, of course, I've stole all your fats, then don't eat those chocolates. Um, but, uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, so, um, can I play the song in the background? Uh, no, you can't because we'll probably end Please. up. Ha no, we'll probably end up having. You could play less than fifteen seconds. All right, go ahead, play it. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's slow. Of course, it's slow because that makes for a great podcast. Okay, you can keep talking then. That's okay. All right, so um, I forgot to tell them the title of this. No one can hear. They can't hear it. No, it's like way too oh. low. You gotta really turn up the volume. This is going to make the, like, the shittiest first episode of Bread, Wine, and Chocolates ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, okay, this is a podcast. Sarah is dancing in the podcast to a theoretical song that no one can fucking hear. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's pretty, pretty funny, I guess. Um, so... Let's see, we actually we actually do have some questions. <laughs> Facebook Live has you really low in volume. Yeah, let me see if I can turn up the volume. Oh, that's good. Um, on my phone, maybe that makes a difference. Um, let's see, there is kind of a settings button. Not really seeing. Oh, there's filters here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go classical. Oh, great. <laughs> Okay, Can I so just go get my glass of wine. Go ahead. You do your thing. But don't play music. Yes. Don't play music that nobody can hear. Um So now I was gonna tell her okay, so so while Sarah is gone and the volume is fine for you. Okay. I I got it. So um, once again, this is this is 
this is a serious podcast, folks. Um, but but the idea is supposed to be that it's going to be a little bit more fun. So a couple things. Um, if you know, well, okay. Oh, that'll be the third thing I mentioned. The first thing I'm going to mention is that they there was a little bit of a follow up to uh, kind of the fat shaming podcast that that came out a couple days ago, and it was kind of funny talking to my wife about it, and um, she commented that clearly they have no idea the genetics that you come from. My mother and father both mated, and you know, they've always been kind of jolly, you know, I, I jokingly, uh, you know, say that I have droopy from Guadalupe, uh, genetics. So, um, you got to kind of keep that in mind for, for where I'm at, you know, um, I would say that I'm doing pretty good given the genetics that I was faced with. So right now I have on my, um, I have on my CrossFit Louvre, um, shirt underneath this, um, hoodie. Oh. And um, did I tell you about did I tell you about my experience at CrossFit Louvre where I tried to do the glued ham raises? Um, no. So I was I was setting up for deadlift and got on the GHD and you know was it's different you know do you know what a glued ham raise is um, where you're kind of like the opposite of the way that you would be for like a GHD sit up. Right, so you're looking oh, yeah, down. Yeah. You're just like a back extension. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah, kind of like a back extension. I love those. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so 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 this is what happened. So I'm I'm warming up for my deadlifts. Hold like, on. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Now now you can talk. Okay. I mean, for those that don't know, I don't drink. So um, me having cheers, Sherry saying cheers. Um, so. So I get on the, the GHD to do glute ham raises, and uh, I mistakenly... Oh, you didn't tell me this! Yeah, I mistakenly <laughs> did not lock in my feet, right? And so, so, so as I'm kind of realizing that I am falling off the machine, I try to take the handles and hold myself in, um, so I can then get my feet going, and then I realize that that there is no shot that this is going to happen. Oh my god! And so I so I then push off of the the GHD machine, do a full flip, and actually by some miracle land on my feet. And unfortunately, there was no video of this, but I did do a dismount where we. Where was Vicky? Yeah, that? Vicky was Vicky. Where? Vicky was sleeping in our our apartment in France. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I, well, all I could think is. Well, I was doing gymnastics and got a six point five from the Russian judge. That sucked. Um, but yeah, it would have been it would have been fun, you know. I mean, could you imagine you're dropping into a foreign, you know, CrossFit, and well, not just foreign. It's European. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and then you know the France can the French can barely tolerate you anyway. And then all of a sudden, yeah, that's what I'm talking you, about. you start flipping off the GHD and they're like, screw this dude, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing that was kind of funny about, um, about that experience was that, uh, you know, this is pretty common, like in New York where they have like old buildings and stuff like this. Um, they don't let you drop the weights. Right. 
And so I started loading up, you know, the bar. By the time I get to 185, like everyone is panicking, you know. And I'm like, I get it. We can't drop the weights. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and my suspicion is that there aren't many people that do a whole lot of heavy deadlifting because you can't, you know, drop. And, uh, you know, 185, you know, half the gym panics and comes over and tells me I can't drop. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. you know, um, and, uh, um, so I get up to like 275 and, uh, and I mean, once again, half the gym panics comes over and they're like, you do realize that you can't, you know, drop the weights. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, I, look, look, Henri, I get it. Okay. Um, yeah. The uh, did, did you ever watch Cheers? Um, yes. That was my favorite character from Cheers was the Henri guy. You know, like I still tell to this day um, where Henri is like kind of in a feud with Woody over Kelly's um, uh, affection. Right. And yeah. Sam is like, come on, man, you could get any you know, gal in the world, why are you worrying with this person? She's already in a relationship. He said, well, she's yeah. just so, so innocent and so, so frail. And I love to change that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I still, I think that that's one of the funniest lines. That's how I feel about your, your bad grandpa stories. When you tell me your bad grandpa stories. With my dad? <laughs> are you talking <laughs> Are you talking about with yeah. my dad? No. Okay. Remember, we told I told you no. None of those stories on the podcast. That's just the way that that goes. Maybe we'll have like a special podcast at some point, and we can kind of bring it down to like maybe the the rated R. Okay. Now I can sort of hear the Sam and Dance song in the back. All right, cut it off. We don't want to pay any any royalties on the song here. Um, we're not seeing any we're not seeing any um, trend right. sheets yet. Um, okay, so this is going to be the title of this podcast because one of the things that people talk a lot about and one of the big discussions that we have with Eat to Perform is sleep and how important sleep is for you know, recovery, for working out better, you know, and, and general stress levels. And um, Ariana Huffington, I, I haven't read the book. Um, I did watch, uh, you know, a segment where she was talking about the book. And one of the big things in the book, apparently, is that um, orgasm acts as sort of a sleep mechanism for both males and females. And I thought everyone knew that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and apparently everyone does not know that. And, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, it really could change relationships all around the world if uh, everyone knew the value of orgasm as it relates to sleep. Now, we gotta be a little careful because HR isn't going to really want this conversation to go oh. too much farther. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, people that are struggling with sleep, orgasm can be a big piece of that. Um, 
So are you seeing Lindsay's trend sheet as we start to move into yeah. the actual uh, piece? I also of... have Jerry's ready for us as well. Okay. Can you um can you post you that? Can you yeah, can you post that to chat and then we'll do Lindsay's next? I sure can. Would you like it in Facebook chat or go to chat? Go to chat. Coming right up, fire. Oh, the the other thing, um, I've talked about this before, actually. Um, uh, one of you know, I'm not a huge fan of the book, but the, and in the chapter is actually free. You can Google it. But the book Four Hour Work Week uh, was it? For, no, it was Four Hour Body. Um, had a chapter on orgasm that is really good, um, and so. I would, you know, hopefully everyone realizes that we're all adults here and, you know, I, I'm hoping that people aren't at home giggling as we're talking about this stuff. But um, it, it was, you know, it really, really was, was a good thing. All right. So we're looking at Lori's trend sheet here. Unfortunately, you know, from the podcast standpoint, we're not seeing, um, no one's going to be able to see this. We did see kind of a... What now? This is Jerry. Yeah. Said Lori. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I well, okay. I meant to say Jerry. So, so we have Jerry's trend sheet. We were seeing kind of a weight trend a little bit down, maybe a little bit more stable, and then probably in the last couple of weeks, we we're starting to see some trending up. And I'm trying to look at, you know, it seems like there's a lot of volume happening. Um, you know, when I look at carbs and fats, I'm seeing some, some kind of high days. It's, it's interesting though. Like, like, I don't know if you can see this, but on the 25th, as an example, um, Jerry must've just like killed it that day though. Actually her steps were sort of low, um, her what I wonder what kind of activity tracker she has. Because um, this probably isn't reflective of the amount of work that she did. But anyway, so so on that day, her calories were 3240. Um, well, now, okay, so now here's here's one thing. So she's showing her weight but it's kind of the same number for a bunch of days. So I wonder if, if she maybe weighed herself that day and then, you know, um, didn't wait for the next four days so we can kind of keep the graphs Jerry in place. Has, she has an Apple watch, so you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So that, that makes a little sense because that's usually a little bit lower than um, the Fitbit. But as an example, um, carbs 282, fats 178, um, protein... 58, you know, so that's kind of moments that, that people have. I wouldn't say that that fits like the formula that we talk about with eat to perform. But what's interesting about it is it tends to not be as negative as most people think. And you can fit in moments like that. I mean, certainly it's not something that you want to have on a regular basis. But in Jerry's case, looks like she's, you know, fairly active person, um, what I'm seeing that we really want to look at as I start to change her plan is making sure that we start to get these fats in line 
you know, on the days that she's having carbohydrates, because what we're seeing is, you know, not only just kind of this drifting, because a lot of, a lot of the time, um, you know, people will have carbohydrates and just to give you an examples, if, you know, because you can't see it, if you were to have like say 271 carbohydrates, right? And then your fats were in the say 73 to 80 range, for a lot of people, their weight would be up. In Jerry's instance, her weight's actually not very up at that point. And what that tells me is that Jerry's a very active person. When you're active, you can use fats more efficiently than people that are inactive. And you know, a lot of the times you'll see, you know, Marge at the gym and Marge is eight packed up and you're like, but, but Marge, you know, eats whatever she wants. Well, Marge probably also works out, you know, pretty hard and has a good plan for, for what, you know, she's doing. And so you have to kind of keep that in place. And, you know, for a lot of people, you know, if, if Marge works out three hours a day and you wonder how, you know, how Marge, you know, keeps a physique while eating like that, well, you got to ask yourself, do you have the time to work out three hours a day? Because a lot of us, you know, either don't want to work out that much or, and I think that that's a reasonable um, position to have, but also um, they don't necessarily, um, you know, have the time for it. You know, they can't, they can't, you know, make the time to have that kind of um, commitment in their life. And so for a lot of folks, you know, we have to have some, you know, compromise as it relates to food. So I'm going to look at Jerry's plan. And what I'm seeing is that the fats that we have prescribed for her on the carb days she's been able to hit that on occasion and when she's been able to hit those numbers um, we tend to see some positives and so if Jerry you know I'm, I'm pointing to um, July or June 28th where you know you follow the plan you know the very next day you were weight stable actually a little bit lower um, Another great example is the 30th. Um, we did see weight go up a little bit there, which I don't think is um, uncommon on that super high carbohydrate day. Uh, what we didn't see, though, is basically you have kind of like the next few days. Now, you know, we have to realistically talk about what the next few days are, right? We're talking about fourth of July we're talking about that weekend and so a lot of people ate more freely and so Jerry's weight obviously went up you know a few pounds and so we really need to see kind of some of these lower days kind of coming into play here soon one of the things I might suggest for Jerry would be to kind of get in um, my suspicion is that, you know, on these days where she's having a lot of food, she's also, um, uh, you know, making sure to, you know, have a lot of activity in place. One of the things that you can do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this is a go-to thing for her because, you know, her, her, her goal is muscle gain and performance, but 
there's a point where your weight starts to drift up that I think that um, you would want to maybe kind of pull that in line. So, you know, in the next day or two, you know, her low carb days are at 204. Most people can't get away with that. Um, I would probably say for her, maybe taking that day down to 175 might deal with kind of some of the inflammation, you know, that she's probably dealing with a little bit and kind of allow, you know, especially if it's a rest day or even if it's like kind of a longer, slower day where, you know, you're not, you know, super glycolytic. Um, it does kind of bring me to an interesting point though. Um, a lot of people, you know, want to match up their workouts and then have like a very specific response. There are days where you can work out and you can go a little bit lower carbohydrate in that scenario. And it's not like you're going to die. It's not like your muscles are going to fall off. Right. right. Um, there is a point where you can be irresponsible. And I would say, I wouldn't say what Jerry's doing is irresponsible, but what I would say is, you know, if you're gaining an acute amount of weight and you know it's obviously mostly water because sodium's high, um, you know, you're eating more flexibly, there is a point where that will stick around, right? So for all of us, I think it's important to kind of tighten up the reins a little bit and then, you know, obviously, I mean, it's so amazing, like looking at Jerry's trend sheet. I mean, the the way that we've prescribed her carbs and fats, um, to give you guys an example, um, a low day for her is right at 2,000 calories. Um, her carbs are, you know, a little bit over 200 and her fats are at 70. Like almost everyone would store fat in that scenario. Her weight was 155 pounds and then the very next day after doing that right and it was a rest day by the way um she saw a couple pounds decrease so she might not need to go as low as 175 grams on carbohydrates as long as she's seeing a response like that but i think when we're talking about building lean muscle or i'm talking about recomping it's not super advantageous to put on a lot of weight now do you lift weight a little bit more weight in that scenario sure if you went to a bod pad your your muscles are probably more full so you would see a little bit more muscle a lot of people like that piece they don't tend to like the added fat in that scenario the way to get around that of course is just to make sure that you're kind of using these these low periods and I think when we look at Jerry's sheet you know for Jerry I'd probably like to see kind of a ceiling of about 155. And then, you know, when we start to go over 155, like, you know, like, like now, you know, we want to kind of rein things back in using some of these low days and not getting overly, you know, um, where you just go low day for, you know, three, four days straight. You know, that people tend to overuse that kind of stuff. And, it ultimately nets out to be kind of a negative. Um, for myself, you know, coming off a of vacation, I'm kind of in kind of a mini cut scenario. And, um, you know, the last three days, you know, were carbohydrate days 
actually more kind of medium levels. My calories are actually in the low 2000s because um, you can get a little bit more aggressive on a mini cut than you would probably than I would probably recommend for something like a performance focused fat loss. Um, but today is my low day, right? And so you know, I tend to focus. Well, I tend to say that you know, low day is sort of steak and dark chocolate day. Um, right. Someone brought up Love something that. that was kind of interesting. That dark chocolate has a lot of fiber. I actually, I, I did not know that. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thing to hear. I don't think that there really is any need to change Jerry's plan. Um, okay. But if she were to do the plan. You know, I think she would see a good result. I would like to see her be a little bit more consistent with having these low days. And what's nice about the way that Jerry's low days are set up is they're going to allow for better recovery. You know, a lot of people want to, you know, they want to be a little bit more aggressive there where carbohydrates are a little bit lower. So they kind of see these big water releases and stuff like that. And frankly, you know, a lot of times the, the workout the next day is just not as good at, you know, when you're doing that stuff. So I love everything that she's doing. She's obviously a gym crusher, you know, but I think you can easily allow for moments of indiscretion to get carried away. And I just like to see a little bit more of that accountability piece, but, but man, I, I mean, this is this is eat form textbook, and what what I what I love about it are all the days that a lot of people would go, oh my god, if I did that, you know, um, I would gain so much weight so quickly. What Jerry's doing is she's really trying to pack a lot of calories in, you know, with a lot of work. That's going to be favorable for recovery. I'm looking at her sleep. I mean, she's she's got some good sleep. I mean, there's some some really high days, which is it's kind of fun to see. Um, and when I was on vacation, I was able to get um, some good rest in. I'm kind of hoping to get back into that cycle here real soon here. Um, but yeah, that so was the, awesome sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So there so you go. So Lindsay Walker, I'm gonna send you Lindsay Walker so she can uh, choose next. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to try and get to some of the questions here before I go into Lindsay's trend sheet. So AJ saying I've been doing ETP form for a month, um, but my, let's see, and this week I've been on vacation deload, but my weight is going down. I thought I was supposed to mentally prepare myself for weight gain when I first began. Am I doing it wrong? Um, I would say that that's a little overdone. Um, Sarah, can you grab his link so we can add in him to um, yep. the mix here um, after Lindsay? I will say this to you, AJ. The the plans with Trinchit. Okay, so so kind of a little bit of the discussions that we're going to be having with you guys. Um, as we move forward with trend sheets is that what AJ is saying is advice that we would have given people three to four months ago that we really don't need to give now, right? So I can set AJ's plan right from jump and in his instance where he's losing weight, 
I would then probably make an adjustment unless of course that's his goal um, where we might want to stabilize things for a little bit or if he you know there are times where we set somebody's plan and they start losing a lot of weight and we don't want to see that kind of stuff usually the kind of athlete that we're talking about in that scenario has you know super high work capacity and um, you know as they start to you know, there's just some people that just come in an instant rock star the whole bit, right? And, you know, when you're doing that and you're eating an adequate amount of food for what you do, and previous to that, you weren't kind of cycling correctly, you weren't giving yourself energy, now all of a sudden your workouts are more effective, it is going to be favorable for weight loss, fat loss. And so... Um, that's probably, I mean, what's AJ's experience, I think, really speaks to the value of trend sheets. Think about most diets and most dieting cycles. The way that they set it up was sort of different the way that we used to set things up. In general, we were trying to set things up where we'd set a baseline, people would be at maintenance for a while. Um... Trend sheets kind of changes all that because we can we can acutely change, you know, um, as the client needs it. Now, you know, if somebody comes in, you know, they're eating 1,100 calories, of course, we're going to try and move their calories up so we can normalize them for a bit. I mean, there's really just the gamut of people and, you know, um, for the most part, you know, everybody's an individual and, and their goals are different. And so, you know, trend sheets allows us to kind of um, address that acutely. So Sherry's saying my trend sheet or not today, numbers are going to change next week and activity. I missed the beginning of this. Um, I would say for Sherry, um, you know, one of the things that I talked about with Sherry that I think is going to be interesting um, and, and something that we've seen a fair amount of success with recently that's going to be a little bit of the topic and we're sort of um, bringing this to um, you know kind of the certification and, and some of the other ideas that we're um, have been having success with one of the things that we've seen with clients with a fair amount of fat to use is we've seen good success with these super days and it's kind of funny, like looking at, at Jerry's sheet, because you know, pretty much every day that Jerry has is super day. Um, but super days are really kind of days that you eat freely. And so a lot of people go, well, super days sound like a cheat day. Well, no, super days are not a cheat day, you know, because you're not eating like an idiot, right? You're not, you know, making a list of foods and starving yourself throughout the week. And then, you know, eating all those foods and then, you know, having diarrhea symptoms the next day, right? What you're trying to do is maybe you're having, you know, a nice pizza, some salad, a little wine, maybe the day previous to that or that morning, you might have had, you know, some some eggs, some some home fried potatoes where your fats might be a little bit higher on that day. Your carbs might be a little bit higher on that day. Typically, as, as most people know, or if you're listening on the podcast, you, you know, we'll talk to you about that. Um, 
we're going to be partitioning things more based on the concept of metabolic flexibility where you're going to try and push the, most of your carbohydrate days where you're keeping your fats relatively low on the days that you're working out. What does low mean? It sort of depends. Like I said, in Jerry's case, she can get away with a lot more fats when she's having carbohydrates, whereas not everybody else can. So we try to adjust that based on your level of work capacity, right? And once again, that's where trend sheets really makes a big difference for people. But really, it's kind of like these super days that sort of set up kind of a reset, you know, idea. And and what's interesting about like the whole idea of cheat days, I, I do hate the idea of having a bad relationship with food. I have I hate the idea of you're you're cheating on your diet, right? And we believe that you shouldn't be dieting the majority of the time. But the science for cheat days is actually quite strong, right? It allows your body to kind of recalibrate and, you know, then we start to look towards more of a downward trend. It's helpful as it relates to adherence. So what we sort of use super days for, you know, if, you know, with Eat Perform, obviously we're not super restrictive. A lot of the people, you know, they're going through maintenance cycles at times. Sometimes they're cutting. Um... But for the most part, it's going to allow for that reset that we talked about. And then, you know, um, depending on the athletic ability of the person, then we're going to look at some combination of medium and low days. But, but you, know, you know, we've shown it over and over again. I mean, there's just so many people having success with the trend sheets because it's hard to... Um, lie to yourself when it's all right in front of you. Now, you know, in Sherry's case, you know, she's an aging athlete. You know, we've had this discussion many times before where uh, you're, you know, the window of opportunity for athletes that are older, you know, isn't as high. Um, and once again, I think, you know, we're not talking about you know, super excessive calories for these individuals. And so having one day where they're eating a little bit more freely just kind of helps everything, helps adherence, and allows them to not feel like they're being overly restricted. Um, let's see, Leslie's saying, are you still looking for trend sheets to review? We have a couple of them, but if you wanted to post them, you sure could. Um, yeah, we have quite a few in line here for you. Okay, super. When you're ready. Yeah, so let me get to Lindsay's now. And I know Lindsay's actually just coming back from vacation. And so um, what was really cool about Lindsay's vacation is, uh, and oh, I mean, I just love seeing this. The one thing that I really don't like and I mean, look, if you go on vacation and you want to sit on the beach for, you know, a week to 10 days, you go right ahead and do that. But I do think that, you know, you're going to want to eat a little bit more freely. And so adding in some level of activity, it's also nice to be able to drop in. Like I said, you know, when we were in Europe, I was able to drop in to CrossFit Louvre, CrossFit Bruges, um, and actually in Amsterdam, we weren't able to um, get, we were looking at CrossFit Mobilis because one of the, the members 
um, I believe as a coach there, but but it was sort of inconvenient for us to get there in the time that we were staying there. Um, but you know, getting in you know some level of work allows a little bit more flexibility. Um, in terms of uh, you know the direction that I would like to see Lindsay coming back from vacation is kind of similar to what I'm doing, right? Where you know we're gonna sort of buckle down. I'm looking at her macros right now. I am going to change one thing, um, Sarah. So if you can, if you can cut and paste, because I know you know you're going to get all over me. You know if I if I move things around. Go to town. So um, the only piece that I really wanted to focus on was kind of getting kind of these carbs in line here. Um, on the low day because I, I don't want to be that aggressive um, and I want to you know this doesn't make for a great podcast but um, I'm gonna move her uh, low days to be a little bit more um, close to the days that she's having carbs um, her fats are going to be relatively low on those days, as we talked about. Um, what I'd probably like to see Lindsay do is really focus on the medium and 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 low numbers. Um, try and really get, you know, probably two, you know, medium days and then a low day. Kind of do that two to one cycle, and then probably four. Like as an example. Tomorrow would be my super day. And I know we haven't really talked a lot about super days. We will talk more about super days real soon here. But I think that there's a lot of people that would benefit from super days, especially folks that are trying to, you know, if you're familiar with the wave method, if you're familiar with performance-focused fat loss, we, we had a wave plus day. Essentially, wave plus days or super days when you're not in an aggressive cutting cycle, right? And what we're seeing over and over again, especially for, you know, um, athletes with more fat to use, the big thing for, you know, when we talk about more fat to use, we're really talking about athletes, you know, that are 250 pounds or more as females, maybe, maybe, you know, 300 to 350 as males. Um, the big thing that happens for those guys is that as they reduce their calories, their metabolism gets negatively affected. And that was obviously covered in the New York Times article recently. What the Super Days do, it sort of, like I said, recalibrates things. Um, but it would shock people to see that, you know, someone uh, who, you know, has a high caloric demand, right? You're, if you're, you know, um, as an example, a 300-pound male, 350-pound male, you know, naturally that person, they wake up with a 5,000-calorie 5, burn. So it makes no sense to not adjust, you know, occasionally, some people seven days work, some people 10 days work. I've seen, you know, I've not seen many instances 
where seven days, you know, a super day every seven days doesn't work for certain athletes like that, right? What, when they start to struggle is when they sort of deviate from the plan and then they really have a lot of medium days or more high days in that scenario and then don't, you know, bring in the low days. Kind of the super days really set up the low days where you're a little bit more aggressive. You know, when you have a fair amount of fat to use, you tend to be fairly comfortable even at lower calories. And you can almost get to that point where it's like a crutch. And, you know, then you stalled and you still have, you know, 150 pounds to lose. And you're like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? And it's just, it's kind of counterintuitive. But at the same point, you know, it's almost logical as well, right? Um, so that's what I would say for Lindsay. I would like to see probably, you know, like for for my mini cut right now, tomorrow's going to be kind of more of a flexible day. I will, I basically just described what I will do. Um, there's a local cafe where, um, listen to me, all Europe now, you know, going to, ca know. Going to cafes yes. and such. You know, drinking cappuccinos. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll have an omelet, you know, um, home fries. And then later that night, it is date night. And we usually go out for pizza. And yeah, date night is going to be nothing compared to Europe now. Yeah, well, no, you know, honestly... Um, you know, the food was certainly enjoyable. We had a lot of great meals, but it is nice to get back into the consistency of what your normal routine is, you know. Yeah. Um, even somebody like myself who isn't like a super routine guy, you know, I still like, you know, my go-tos, you know. Pretty much every morning I end up having oatmeal with some protein, sometimes with peanut butter, sometimes not. It just sort of depends on my workouts, right? Um, so I did make some changes for Lindsay. I'd like to see her look at that um, and really focus on um, giving me – I mean, she could even go to, you know, three low days this week if she's seeing a good response, right? Um you know, one of the things that was sort of interesting about my experience coming coming from uh, uh, Europe is that without a lot of resistance training, your muscles sort of get flat. And uh, some of the things that normally do work because you're doing some level of cycling, you know, maybe don't work as well. So like, you know, when I came back, my muscles... Uh, you know, my, my physique in general, my weight was, was fine, but, um, you know, if you're not doing dedicated ab work, if you're not doing squats, if you're not, you know, that does take a toll. I think the bigger toll though, and, and many of us that, that are on vacation, your steps end up being quite high. You know, we had a number of days where actually I think we had three days where I had 3,000 steps or 30,000 steps for three days. Oh my God. And so, so, you know, imagine the draw on your body, you know, even, even eating food. 
And then, of course, you don't know what the macros are at, you know, that cafe in Bruges, Belgium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's best to not obsess about it. But coming back, you know, like I said, I feel like my muscles were a little flat. And so some of the response that I thought I would see, you know, when I came back, I was at 182, kind of got down to 179 really quickly, but I've sort of stayed at 179. We'll see what happens after this low day, but I've sort of stayed at 179. I think the reason I have stayed at 179 is because my muscles are sort of filling up. You know, I'm starting to bring creatine back into the mix and things like that. And, you know, from a physique standpoint, um, as you know, your muscles start to fill up, you know, you feel, you know, you know, kind of jacked and, 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 you know, it's kind of nice to be back in the routine of, of not only working out, but also being able to kind of optimize things a little bit. So, um, I don't know if that's helpful for people or not. Lindsay was asking, so when you say two medium and then one low, how often should I do a high day? Well, like I said, what I want to do is I want to do kind of the two uh, medium days, one low day, and then we don't really want to do a high day in this scenario. We want to have probably five or six days similar to that. So maybe we have two mediums, one low day. So on the, you know, what, sixth day, that would be a day that I would probably want to see you have kind of a super day. And then we ride, you know, things down. I think a lot of people are surprised when they do a super day and their weight doesn't really go up all that much. And, um, you know, but the real focus needs to be to make sure that weight is trending down. You're getting in enough lower days where the calories are a little bit lower, fats are a little bit higher, you're resting, you're getting some level of recovery, and then that kind of makes a difference. All right, so... Technically, we're supposed to be done in nine minutes. I've only seen two sheets, um, but I know that there's at least a couple more. Can you post those to chat, please? Yeah, AJ's. All right. Here we go. That you wanted. Oh, I put it in the question, I think. And the difference between a super day and a high day is basically a super day is where you're going to be eating more flexibly. Probably your carbohydrates and fats are, are going to be a little bit higher than normal, right? And then, um, you know, but you're eating responsibly. This isn't, this isn't, you know, you know, super off the chain here. You know, we're, we're being a little bit more flexible. So we're getting that calories up, body sort of adjusts, and then we can kind of use the next five to six days, you know, to see more of a downward trend. All right, so let's take a look at AJ's plan. And um, yeah, so, you know, for AJ, That's funny. I thought AJ was a guy. Um, AJ is a gal. And so, um, just trying to catch up here. So, just to give you guys that are listening at home or on the podcast, um, calories, you know, AJ is 5'2 female. So, calories aren't super crazy. And 
mostly the way that we start people off with eat to perform is going to be kind of at a moderate calorie basis and so um, I actually like the weight trend that is happening I probably like to see you know a ceiling of about 150 pounds um, and you know maybe um, you know if we see kind of a downward trend to about 147 that's probably where I would stop now um, I'm not seeing AJ's goals but let me take a look because the way that AJ is set up is as a relatively active individual so you know just so you guys know um, the variance that we talk about between workout days com compared to rest days you know when you are in more of a recomp schedule or you're already a relatively lean person um, you're gonna see those numbers be a lot closer um, you see AJ's comment by Vivian she, she's actually wondering if it's time to increase her macros because yeah. her weight because her weight is stable um no I don't think so um because fat loss is still the goal here right um and so I don't see any advantage to gaining weight you know and what I think happens, especially, you know, when we talk about numbers like 150, 160, 170, or 200, right? When people start to go over those numbers and they start to, you know, to stray, you know, it's kind of easy to lose that responsibility point. And now all of a sudden you're at 153. Well, it gets a little bit easier to go to 157. And now all of a sudden 160 is is in play. And then you're like, well, you know, I joined Eat to Perform and, you know, started at 152 and now I'm 160 pounds. Well, you know, we are really trying to walk people through what responsibility looks like. And, and the sheets allow us to do that. So, no, I would really like to see because, I mean, she has some body fat stuff here. It looks like that that's based off of an impotence scale. You know, it depends on whether she has it on an athlete setting or what. My suspicion is that that is not correct um, and, and probably not even close. I'd probably like to see, you know, AJ, if she has the ability to look at something like a bod pod at some point, right, just because... Um, I don't want her thinking that she has to go to like these extremes for fat loss when, you know, that might not represent her actual body fat percentage, right? So um, I would like to, you know, keep things the way that they are. And um, it looks like the overall trend is fairly positive if she feels like she will respond better you know she is kind of like playing on the low side as it relates to carbohydrates um the other piece that you know um i don't know i mean like she's got two low days a week you know i don't like these these back-to-back -back low days um 
Yeah, I hate that definition. Yeah, I, I really like to see those low days sort of spread out a little bit more because it allows for us to have, you know, two to three days with carbohydrates and then kind of kind of use that as, as kind of the break or toggle, right? Um, Perfect aria, that's her body fat from an aria. Yeah, so um, I, I wouldn't be focused on that number. That number really doesn't mean a lot to me because, you know, obviously bioimpedance scales are, you know, they, there's a lot of factors going on there. Um, but I would look and see if it has an athlete setting. You know, certainly um, the more carbohydrates that we have in these scenarios, as we're weight stable or seeing a little bit trend downward, you know, that's going to be favorable. Um, let me just look at what she does for training. She's got weight training in the mix, right? Um, she's doing, you know, varied type workouts where she's got high intensity in the mix, some level of cardio and aerodyne. I mean, I, I really like, you know, a lot about what she is doing. So there you go. There's your review, AJ. Alrighty. So, uh, let's see. Why don't we try and get in one more before we shut it down? Okay. So Rita shot had been on the last one we did, and she missed. She had posted her link. Would you like to see that one? I'm not seeing a link in the comments. Um, hold, hold, hold. Here we go. All right. I'm just saying. You're going to see a link in the yes. comments. Yes. She posted on Quick Start again for us tonight. So just so you know, like, um, bread, wine, and chocolates is is Sarah and Paul kind of fake arguing most of the time, right? Um, this is sort We're of not arguing. This is not an argument. No, it's it's a it's you don't a mean that I can't have any more wine. That's an argument. It's a thoughtful discussion. Look, I've had no. I know not yeah. to come. I know not to come between you and your wine. I know that. All right. Right. All righty. So. And I don't put it in my facts. So I'll we're seeing, it. we're seeing like an amazing, um, shoot, let's see, let's see what's going on here. Um, lots of weight loss in Rita's instance. I just want to see if mm. she's, she's kind of set up for, um, for, Fat loss. I might. I, I'd be interested to hear what she thinks about her low day because I think there's a little bit of room there. Um, we're seeing kind of this weight trend, and frankly, I'd like to continue with this weight trend. I know that the goal is performance, um, but I think. You know, if we're we're all a little bit honest, right? When weight is in check, our performance tends to be better. So, can we? You know, and I might actually lose you guys on Facebook um, because my phone is about to run out of battery. So we're gonna have to end this pretty quickly. Honestly, I like what she's doing. I am gonna on her low days. Um, I am going to kind of take the 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 carbs up just a tad, you know, um, and um, 
I do think that. Damn, so fast. I really. That before you took it. Yeah, I really, I really want you know I'm, I'm, Rita is not being she's being a little bit too aggressive on the carbohydrates on most day where they're lower. Um, I'd really like to see um, the carbs on, you know, I'm going to add the carbs. So the calories went up here. You know, she's seeing a really quick downward trend as it relates to weight. So I'm going to slow that up a little bit, right? But frankly, there's way too many low-carb days here and not enough days where carbohydrates are closer to 200. So that's why I set her carbohydrates over 200. We'll probably slow down the, the weight loss a little bit, but it probably needs to happen because the quicker you do this, you're just going to end up kind of atrophying and yeah. you know the slower we can do that the more you'll be able to maintain muscle in that scenario the other thing that i would like to say to you real quick before we shut this down is make sure that you're getting in volume make sure that you're getting in sets and reps with rest because it's it's a big deal um and then also like don't forget some of these low days you know let's make sure we're getting in some carbohydrate days you know two to three carbohydrate days you know, it seems like she's sort of comfortable with maybe two days and then a low day. I'm fine with that, but, you know, you'd probably be surprised that you could maybe get away with, you know, two to three and then have a low day, and I think that that would be better. Last thing I would say is that your macros are sort of set up to be a little bit aggressive. You definitely need a wave plus day. You definitely need yeah. a day where you can eat a little bit more flexibly. Will your weight go up? Absolutely. But the direction that you're going right now, you will stall, right? And so that's something that we want to kind of, you know, we want to still see the positive trends, but um, if we can have that kind of one day up, especially for you, that's going to be super, super huge and super positive. And I think it's also going to be helpful as it relates to your performance goals. All right, guys, appreciate everybody being here. I apologize that I wasn't able to get to everyone's. You know, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to everyone's. Um, I will make it a priority to uh, look at it in the morning if yours was skipped over, and then we'll kind of go from there. So appreciate everybody being here, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye now. Sarah, you want to say bye? Bye, guys. No more, Sa no more Sammy the Salmon. Alright. No more Sammy. Just Peter Pan. No, come on now. Seriously? Alright guys. Talk to you later.